Hi guys and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast. This is season three, episode three with me, Mark Wilson, and today I'm joined by Sonia Klakova. How are we doing, Sonia? Hi everyone. Hi Mark. Um, nice being back um, with our weekly podcast. I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very formal introduction. Um, so today we're going to be talking about it's going to be kind of a two-part podcast uh the first part of the podcast we're going to talk about independent gyms versus uh globo gyms um so a little bit of chat about the differences between between the two uh the benefits you can get from training in a private private facility as opposed to like a big commercial gym and the second part of the podcast is going to be looking at the importance of conditioning work um, in which we'll be going into uh, the importance of it for the everyday person, importance for um, athletes, and also types of conditioning. What we can do, does it have to be a run? Can we do more kind of Metcon type stuff? Uh, what intensities do we have to work at, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the uh, topics we're going to be uh, we're going to be covering today. Um, so we'll start off with part one, um, which is going to be basically talking about the let's say independent versus uh, commercial gyms. Um, so yeah, I think like we'll jump straight into it. Um, and you know, in terms of I think the key points we want to talk about a little bit about accountability, community. Um, you know, uh, discipline, effort, goal setting, group environment, all these kind of things we want to we want to cover, really. Um, the big differences between the two really are that in a lot of, or, you know, the vast majority of the commercial gyms, uh, the business model is aimed around large numbers of people. So very, very high volume of people. Um, hopefully those people aren't going to all come in and use the gym. So they like to have lots of sleeping members. Um, and the cost can be low to moderate, especially in mod like recent years, there's been a lot more of the lower cost gym memberships of the, the uh, evolution of the, um, you know, the budget chain gyms um, around sort of 15, 20 pounds a month. Um, and obviously, you know, your um, higher end health clubs, if you like, your David Lloyds, et cetera, you know, might be, you know, 60, 70, 80 pounds. So not, not necessarily cheap, but generally speaking, we are talking of sort of cheap to moderate um, membership, uh, membership costs. But the business model is based around high volume of, uh, of people. Um, for independent gyms, obviously, independent gyms is probably more variety in terms of costings and things like that. But for a gym like ours, for example, um, the pricing, the price point is a little, you know, is a, is a little bit different. Um, but that's in return for a much higher level of service. And our business model isn't based on thousands and thousands of people. Uh, for example, a pure gym would, you know, operate on, you know, 6,000, you know, people plus, uh, whereas a gym like ours will operate on a couple hundred uh, people. So there's a vast difference in the numbers. And that is the kind of first thing that, you know, would would jump out at you in terms of the differences uh, between, between the two. So the smaller numbers um, enables independent gyms like ourselves to really focus on results high level of service community getting to know everybody's name knowing something about them having that interaction and caring caring about the people that we're we're working with um which might not necessarily be the case or is impossible with the case 
in all fairness, with 6,000, 8,000, 10,000 uh, 10, people. Anything to expand on that, Sonia, before I um, talk for the whole episode? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think like what comes up in my head is like, obviously gym is a gym, right? Like if you want to get the work done, me, you, we can go to any gym and we can do the work if we need to, if you're away on travels, you know, obviously you might pick gyms you would prefer, you find gyms you like or with the equipment you need. Um, but what like, what I'm thinking or what, what for me it means is that the, like, um, that why people actually stick into the place or why people are coming back to that place and what they actually create, how it turns their, that training or enjoyment of the training completely different way. Um, and I'm just talking completely from my experience being here at MSC and I've never worked in any other gym like um, commercial gym. So I know you and Luke have this experience, which I don't, um, but I just know that like, people I've came across, they always not, they have not always had the relationship with the gym or training itself as they have now. And I found this really interesting that it changed their life. Like they, they looking at the training differently because I think the first kind of aim for everyone is like, yeah, I go gym because I want to look good. I want to lose weight. This is like probably the, the first reason what most of the gym pop kind of aims for when they go to the gym. Um, and I think like people who came with this mindset change into like, it's now my lifestyle. Like I come to a class, I have my group of people or, you know, the little social we have, or just like the ongoing chat. Like, I think these types of gyms change people's life. And I think this is, um, this is the good way in which the industry is kind of going. And like, if we talk in gym like us, or if we talk in like the CrossFit officiated gyms, like hold the idea of there is the same group of people or smaller amount of members, as you said, with the numbers that all kind of has different benefits to it. Like you are basically belonging somewhere. Yeah. And I think this is moving in a good way that like people want to belong to some something, a group with common interests, common goals. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think really positively about all this. And uh, I, yeah, I couldn't wish for a better place than this. Like the fact that we have the same amount of people or the same amount of people turning every day on everyday basis, like we get to know them outside of the gym. And I think it's really nice um, getting to know people, know what they do outside of the gym. And it's just nice that we can sometimes have a chat um, about other things than just training. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is how I just feel about all this, that like, it really is more than just, just gym. Cause I think yeah. people lose the, people may lose or, you know, when they plateau with training because they just turn up to a gym, which is empty. I mean, People who used to go like pure gym and other gyms, I don't want, sorry, I named that, but um, they say that these gyms are basically empty when they're 24 seven. Yeah. So you barely need there someone, there's probably no one to help and it's just you on your own. And I think like, it's a massive element what we have that like- it's motivation. Motivation. Yeah. Um, I think it's terrible that you turn up to a gym and there's no one on reception. Um, yeah, like no one, no one literally, and you basically can do whatever you want in the gym, and yeah. probably that is also un not really safe. Um, yeah, it's quite like complete lack of quality control, really. It's, yeah, it's like it's neglect, yeah. essentially. 
So, um, so it's um, I'll probably get sued by Pure Gym now if they listen to this. But like, um, yeah, like that, that's a big that's a big thing here is like you know we say you know, to people from day one like we want to run a tight ship here in terms of technique form you know how people are lifting and having a you know that's why we've gone with you know highly qualified guys. Um, rather than just regular PTs, so that we can provide that quality and that that skill to help people, um, so that we can monitor everybody who comes through this door. You know, whether they're on the barbell club or the metcon or they're doing open gym, we know they're going to be lifting safely and effectively, and that's a big thing for us. I think, like the you know, most of the subjects we end up talking about, I always come back to to one thing, and that's in order to get results, it's about sustainability and consistency. So like two really key things. And I think everything you've just mentioned there, like enables, like is, is a difference between whether you're consistent and sustainable or whether you're not. Mm-hmm. So you talk about like, you know, enjoyment, you talk about atmosphere, you're talking about getting help off of staff. Um, you're talking about like short-term plans. Oh, it's over definitely long-term more plans. element into it, which like keeps you accountable or keeps yeah. you going. And having the passion for it um because i know sometimes you might not feel like you know you have shit day at work yeah so that's, much stuff yeah exactly and like like members of ours for example and i know you know other um independent gyms are you know are, are similar in this respect is like you know our guys know if they're going through a bit of a rough patch or they can't you know they're they're, they're lacking motivation mm-hmm. they know they can you know they know us by name they know us by personality you know, and they can make that contact with us if we haven't already made contact with them to sort of keep them motivated, keep them goal-driven, um, keep the sessions fun, keep the community spirit, you know, high. And all of these things roll into enjoyment, you know, and that's the that's the key is that, like, you know, that's the biggest thing is that you enjoy your, your, your training, I think, because... You know whatever your goals because you know if you if you are enjoying it and it's not a chore like you say you, know, you hear some people oh, i've got to go gym or oh i hate it here i hate it there like why are you hating mm-hmm. where you train it's like mm-hmm. i say to people who hate their jobs like a lot of the time like mm-hmm. you know you don't have to live like that and like this is less of an excuse mm-hmm. like we are like i can get people like doing jobs they hate for a little bit because they need money and they've got mortgages to pay and stuff like that but like it's a gym man like it's yeah. like training is health and like health and fitness should be enjoyable and if it's not like you can change that there's places where you can go where you'll enjoy your training and again all of that rolls into right if i'm enjoying my training and i'm getting the help i need and i'm making friends i'm enjoying the community and the atmosphere is good then i'm going to turn up i'm going to turn up and then i'm going to turn up consistently consistently Training is going to be sustainable because you got you know sensible coaches who are going to monitor your training in the in the same you know in the in the right way, and then what does that equal? That equals results, as we know, It's like consistency, sustainability. You know, because I have a, I like a good appreciation to this because I know some people who came here they don't have the relationship with gym as much yeah, as they do now, and yeah. now I know that I've heard from them literally saying I wanted to come here and I'm glad I'm here today and like these things really make me feel good about what we do and the place we we 
we read and the things we run yeah. um it's it, 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 like it's literally it's very like um satisfactional like in this con the concept of it actually changed that their attitude towards training yeah big time um, big time that's huge that's life-changing as yeah. you said earlier because like you say you go from that mentality of like oh well, yeah i've like, got to go down the gym i'm gonna get looked um, at it's moody in there it's like nobody puts a waste away it's horrible atmosphere and it's like yeah and then like you said they start coming here and it's like oh wow gym like gyms don't have to be like that and as well i think the when you have like gym who runs some classes or offer some sort of service like we do um that keeps you like it, it creates a good structure into your timetable like schedule work schedule life schedule so like if you know that like you're supposed to make it a couple of times at 6 a.m for the metcon you'll adapt everything to make it or like you know that like you know you get barbell cut three times a week you suddenly are willing to make the change and you know yeah. that it's there and like almost like that group is kind of expecting you to turn up the coach is expecting you to turn up um and you want to go there because you know it's going to be a really good hour of yeah. the day yeah so having that said that like gym which offers you something i think it's it, it just brings people in and Definitely, keep yeah. them going rather than i think the people you were talking about um like a while ago like they do it but i think it's very inconsistent yeah and that's why they're missing the results and then it all again comes up to the fact that like gyms like this can give you results yeah yeah exactly and you're working with like-minded people as well so like you're working with members who you know some might be stronger some might be a bit weaker but like you know you're all working towards the same goal of like you know improving that athleticism and then there might be smaller goals within that but like we're essentially all trying to get trying to get better and i think with you know that good atmosphere and like-minded people and friendly people making it enjoyable and enjoyable environment along with like good structure mm -hmm. higher level coaches and that's where like like you say you're turning up because you know the program works because there's the the structure yeah. within your training like how many people do we get come in for a consultation and they're like oh yeah i'd kind of go to gym um I just do a bit of, you know, I just jump on the on the treadmill or I do, you know. Just the fact that they're seeking there's no something plan, else. There's no, there's no guidance. Means that it's not working. Exactly. Like there's no, there's no structure behind what they're, what they're doing. So like, you know, they're going in and working out, which is better than nothing, but like, they're not really training or working towards anything. It's not sustainable um, exactly. So that also comes down, you know, yeah. down to that. So like you know that that's a that's a key thing as well like i said i think like if you go to um like you know, a lot of commercial gyms and like don't get me wrong there's some good coaches in commercial gyms like definitely um but like you know i'd safely say that like most independent gyms are going to have like high level high level coaches and like you know we we certainly try and implement that here where you know we've got, got good level coaches who can you know like say i mean you can go pay 15 pounds a month for these you know budget gyms and that's 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 no drama some of them are quite well kitted out um you know and um you know it's pretty pretty cheap for for that but like you know like say if you you know if you want good equipment if you're good atmosphere you know members who put their weights away and respect each other alongside good coaching good guidance accountability um you know then and, and community then that's you know that's the golden ticket really 
because I think as well like people know what they're paying for and they appreciate it because they want to kind of keep these gyms going um, because they they've been to the other gyms like the commercial ones and they've seen the difference you're there alongside 8,000 exactly. other people yeah. and it's like nobody gives a shit about you if you make if you make gym and training and this lifestyle like a priority you'll find the worth in it um, I think that's like without discussion these days um, if you're not that willing like to change to make the change you want and that's fine like yeah um, but like overall um, that probably like that's just a comparison that like you know it might not be the place you're gonna stick to forever but I think people who train in different gyms and then went to independent they definitely know the difference big time um, and then obviously you, you see the difference between or amongst the, the independent gyms but I think you know like each gym each independent gym has different focus um, and I think MSC is very unique <laughs> um, and no I just think it's like great environment yeah definitely <clears throat> yeah I think you know yeah the, the accountability as well like that side of things you know comes from us but also like other members that you mm-hmm. become friends with mm-hmm. um and i don't think there's many gyms friendlier than than ours to be honest like in terms of like just who you're going to be working in with and who the other members are and stuff and you see the atmosphere down the gym and everyone's pushing each other and i said with um you know with our we, we train guys from like complete beginners right through to you know elite athletes probably most of all markets late beginner early intermediate we will say but like we do train that whole spectrum but you know it doesn't really matter to us what your experience level is or what your you know what what your ability levels like definitely it's, as long as you're willing to come in and, and put the work in and get better and enjoy yes, yourself know. and be friendly you, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like meet us halfway then we're you know we're, yeah. we, we can you know get you to that gate our next level and, and above and I say, you know, we always say to the stronger guys here, like, you know, um, you know, like a job of theirs is to like help other mm-hmm. people who maybe aren't as experienced and strong. Like, you know, you see guys like, you know, Jazz who, you know, is going to the Commonwealth Games and like he'll be watching, you know, someone snatching 40 kilos next to him and like helping yeah, them out, yeah. point, you know, like encouraging them. Yeah. Like, and this guy's like, you know, one of the best lifters in the, in the UK and like it's going to the Commonwealth Games and you know it's uh with uh was you know I would say to them you know the guys with uh with great strength comes great responsibility it is and um, it's you Spider- know like that's a Spider-Man quote by the way <laughs> I've seen it on the board the other day yeah it's good um I think like you will only understand this when you actually experience it because like I know that people who come here let's say for just personal training they found it intimidating or they feel insecure mm. um, but they don't know because imagine that you come in from a background that you've never lifted before you never trained you never been to a gym and then you see our people here because we know we've got great lifters lifting and shifting good working like you watch our medcon and one would say like bloody hell yeah and you see you know powerlifters training here for comp like obviously lifting loads of weight it can come it can come across like okay i don't belong here but we know that it's not the case and i always try to pursue that like um 
it's not like you you know they focus on their own thing and you you focus on your own thing well, as well those powerlifters and weightlifters just all started with an empty uh, bar yeah, that's, the, that's the thing that like everyone starts somewhere and yeah but uh, what i was trying to say is that like if you if you stick to stick to us or if you you know if you join and um keep coming in you'll realize that it's just one supportive environment like I've never, never had a bad experience here when I used to be just a member here. Um, and I think I spoke about this with Max lately, um, like um, females in the gym, etc. Like, you know, that are obviously just like some women's gyms um, in in UK or in the world, like local, no? Like yeah. just female section. Um, but, and then we know the reason why, right? Um, I've never, never had a bad experience here, like feeling like I can't, you know, go and get the dumbbell or someone is watching me or someone's like, yeah, I don't know, like I've never felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it blows my like it blows my mind when you hear like, you know, people say like, oh yeah, I felt really uncomfortable in my mm. last gym to like go into the weight section or Yeah, this like, is what I'm about. I'm like, like what? I don't, don't you know, yeah. like you kind of you won't no, because you've exactly. never been <laughs> exactly. in that environment, but like it puts me back to like yeah. when I worked in a commercial gym and like I even remember like coaching girls one on one and taking them into the weights room and everyone being like, you know, maybe like guys would be a bit pervy or like even just like looking, thinking, what the hell are you doing in here? And it's yeah, like, because it's, it's mad, it's mad, still, it's mad it is, to think yeah. that like um, probably less and less, but I'm sure, like things are changing a little bit, I think. But like, <clears throat> you know, here it's like what? Like what? Never, literally like what? You, yeah. like you know, the uh you know, girls are outlifting the guys a lot of the time and even with the you know, and it's not just girls as well. Like guys have come in and said, "Oh, they didn't really feel comfortable mm. like learning how to squat in a previous gym or anything like that." They were too nervous to like lift weights, so they or just got the cross trainer and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's all good. But yeah, that's uh, you know, I think to round up like on that, that's that's the basis of what we're all about. Is like working with smaller numbers of people, but making a huge difference to their lives. Teaching them how to how to be strong, how to be well conditioned. Um, you know, so that, that whatever, you know, whatever it is they're training for, whether it's like, you know, um, elite sport, amateur sport, or just everyday life and, you know, being, you know, fit enough and strong enough to, um, you know, to, to live a better quality life, you know, that's what, you know, we're, we're going in for with, you know, with building a, a community um, that's fun, inclusive, enjoyable, friendly, uh, and then also from a, you know, scientific point of view, like the coaching aspect of like actually having the, you know, giving the tools to, you know, to that person to improve, whether it's through the Barbell Club or the mm -hmm. Metcon sessions and actually like having the guidance, the, you know, the, the programming to, you know, to make those, uh, those improvements, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we talk about ability levels as well and we've got also, uh, you know, people as young as 10 years old up to, I know, you know you're up, to, up to 70, yeah, yeah, um, up to 70 plus. So it's, um, yeah, like I say, but yeah, everyone, everyone's on their own little journey. But like I said, it's it's a support, you know, support network. That's probably the key is like, the key phrase really is like the support network you get here. Do it's you know just, what? you're and more than just a number. This um, ability topic, like just made me realize that I literally never heard of anyone saying that it would be too 
difficult or too easy for someone because like we're making it the way that all the abilities can find their way yeah and make them feel good about themselves and we know we can make them better um, yeah exactly yeah no matter what the level so mm. yeah oh good i mean uh yeah i think sort of going into sort of part two of the the podcast was going to be like based on uh, the importance of condition work uh, which kind of rolls on i guess from what i was just saying about um you know build you know giving you the the tools necessary to you know to improve the quality of your life really and that's you know a big uh, big part of the importance of of conditioning so for people who aren't familiar with conditioning um you know work what we're what we're talking about here is developing energy systems um you know with the with the heart rate essentially um you know building aerobic fitness building speed power uh, all these kind of things and you know that that's what we're talking about when we're talking about conditioning and it's conditioning towards specificity of what you need to be you know fit for essentially so you know your conditioning work as you know an elite you know football player might be different to you know what we need to do for you know someone who's working nine to five and just wants to you know hike on a weekend and you know be able to be fit enough to to run around and look after the kids for example um so you know with with within that um just to kind of touch upon the importance of it really um i think like you know if we start off with the with the amateur like everyday person of like i said just wanting to be a bit fitter you know um maybe wanting to lose weight won't go into too much about weight loss today but you know you know if we just start off talking about how important that like, is really person like this like if we're talking like not like a fleet or you know someone who wants to take it a bit further it should be the first thing just like longevity like long-term benefits of like how where do i see myself in 20 years like you know we've all came across like older people like your grandparents or you know just you know the people who like when they take steps or not even are able to take steps yeah. um you know getting out of bread like I, I, I myself i don't want to be there like no. you know like when i'm 50 60 i still want to be okay because i know it's doable yeah um you know you obviously take into account the age you know you're not going to be like in your 20s yeah but why not and this should be the number one goal like not as fit as you possibly yeah. can do you know what i mean there is obviously an aging process but like <laughs> you can slow that down massively and like obviously like prevent the cardiovascular diseases etc yeah. etc et which it is what it is like, yeah sure for sure yeah it's um yeah absolutely it's just you know absolute you know quality of life like you say it's as simple as like just not you know not being absolutely blowing by yeah. you know, like walking up the stairs or you, you know, know running around after your kid um and it's like you know money's important work's important but like your health is yeah. like everything isn't it you know if you know you only get one body and that's you know and that's that's it you know so it's you know prevention rather than cure mm. you know um, don't wait until you're you know in, in you know in trouble or you're in hospital or whatever to start thinking right i need to be a little bit fitter you know um you it's know should be part should be part of your everyday day life now in regards to that in terms of like you know levels and what we should be doing i guess 
you know, I think we can talk probably a little bit about um, levels of fitness right through from like low aerobic mm-hmm. from steps to, you know, steady state aerobic mm-hmm. to high intensity. So do you want to sort of mm-hmm. run through that? Um, I think we could probably start with like, what people I think maybe don't know what to do because obviously they might just watch, you know, like fitness videos or YouTube videos and trying to kind of replicate what they see. Um, and I think first thing what kind of comes up is like, you know, all these like a fat burner, um and these kind of like commercial <clears throat> advertisements um so that's probably what they immediately go for or something what has many likes on youtube yeah so you're trying to do the workout and obviously you probably find out that you're not capable of doing it um and then you think you oh, i'm super unfit and you don't really know how to build up that way so obviously <clears throat> we know that this all starts with slow and gradual build up um and as you as you said like things like walking and keeping up your steps is probably number one if you if you'd like to sure. start because that makes a lot of difference and I, myself like i mainly realize in <clears throat> sorry in lockdown how much uh, of a difference it makes when you actually walk a bit more Big time. Um, Big time. and i think like this is kind of very linked to people who get sedentary jobs and drive everywhere um yeah it literally terrifies me when people tell me how many steps they do. Mm. Um, and, I, and I'm fully aware it's because they, they don't walk through the day that, ma- that much and they drive to work. Um, and that can make a big difference already if you start like walking um, more in your free time, because obviously like you challenge in the heart a little bit, if it's maybe a yeah. more fast walk. Um, but yeah, basically starting off like a steady state, um, like, just to kind of say it as simple as possible is that you want your heart to be as efficient as possible so having a lower heart rate so it beats slower yeah. but it works efficiently um so if you're not fit or if you haven't trained much before or you're not come um like familiar with training doing a high intensity workout training is not going to be the best thing because you're probably going to get sick to begin with because yeah Going from your resting heart rate to um, near max or sub max um, is gonna just make you sick because your body is not used to it. Um, the blood lactate, the feeling like it's just a shock and a big shock. Yeah. So that just doesn't make any sense. That's why you need to build up. And uh, we are having like in Medcons, we are running these blogs when we kind of focus on different um, energy systems. Um, and I think we kind of teaching our guys how to differentiate the effort they work through. So, you know, when we work through interval work, we always explain, we give the brief of how hard they should work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty straightforward, even for people who have no clue about it. Um, yeah. but you need to work within your level of ability. Yeah. Um, so I would probably suggest joining um joining MSC. joining MSC, yeah but know someone who will give you a good guidance so you have a good understanding of where you stand and how hard you should work because going for a run and beasting yourself up makes no sense i think um you you've explained that brilliantly i think it's a good way to do it of like starting someone from like sedentary and talking about steps through to aerobic through to high intensity almost in that in that order is really really good shout I think like with 
you know, with going right down, you know, back to the start with steps. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, if you're talking about someone who's sedentary and like, you know, they maybe want to lose a bit of weight or even, let's say, we won't go into too much about weight loss stuff today, but like just get a bit fitter. Just, you know, we, we've got to play the long game. So mm-hmm. if you've been a bit of a shit human for, for 30 years, then like all of a sudden to go into high intensity stuff, uh-huh. like is not, you know, a long-term, so, you no. know, it's not a long-term solution. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to be like, if you've been shit for 30 years, you can't be amazing within a week. Mm-hmm. So get that in your head first. But like, you know, fitness and health is a long-term game. Now that doesn't mean you can't look great in three months or six months, like not at all, but you need to be thinking about getting it as part of your lifestyle rather than just like quick fix, then we're off, quick fix, then we're off, you know? And I think like going right down to that level of just a basic step count is absolutely huge. Like even like guys like ourselves who like, you know, obviously, you know, training's a big part of our life and being healthy. We still like keep an eye on our step count and like we want to hit certain targets. And I'll admit myself, like, you know, in the first lockdown, I went from like, I don't know, like, easily hitting 15, 20,000 steps a day, just being in the gym to like two, 3,000 on occasions. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And like, you're noticing you're putting a pound or two on, you're feeling a bit sluggish, you're feeling a bit unhealthy. And it's like, well, that's why you think like, you think getting your, your steps in, like it's, I'll be honest, it's something I never used to think about, mm-hmm. like as a coach only until like even the last couple of years, because maybe it's because I've always been active, but like, I underestimated the importance and the reward from like you can get from just upping your step count from like, and like you say, that might be step one for someone improving their fitness alongside some good strength training is like, right, let's get your step count up from an average of 3000 a day to 6,000 a day, you know, and then up to 10,000 a day. And it's like, when we're trying to get stronger and fitter, we need to, you know, we need to ideally for long-term development, we need the minimal dose possible to create a stress and stimulus and therefore create an adaptation. Mm. So like, let's say, we, if we're getting someone off the street and we want to improve their strength, they don't need to be coming in and deadlifting 100 kilos on session one. They can deadlift 40 kilos and that's a stress and a stimulus because it's new. And then obviously, if we're still deadlifting 40 kilos six months later, that's not a stress and stimulus and therefore we don't get an adaptation yeah. improvement. But if you take someone from that low level activity of 3000 steps a day and say, right, let's put you up to four, let's put you up to five, let's put you up to six, let's get you up to 10, right? We're hitting 10,000 steps a day consistently. Now that's an easy way to burn calories throughout the, throughout the, the, you know, the week, the month, the year, as the accumulation mm-hmm. is huge. So like in the micro, if you're thinking like, is it going to make a difference if I do 10,000 steps a day rather than 3,000 steps? And it's like, eh, it'll make a little bit of a difference. Like you'll burn an extra 100 calories, 200 calories. But those amount of calories and those amount of steps over a week, over a month, over a year yeah. is huge. And it's a cheap, easy way of like maintaining or losing weight and also building up a base level of, I think it's of, the of cardiovascular fitness. Yeah. It's like, it's, and what we, what I mean by cheap is, it's like it's costing you nothing, not only financially, but in terms of effort, really. Mm. Like just by adding the like we can, you know, most of us can walk, you know, can manage eventually with some work, potentially, 10,000 steps a day. Like, and that's a cheap, easy way to keep yourself, you know, aerobically fit, um, strong to an extent as well, by walking, hills, 
potentially, except even walking straight, you know, we're decelerating as we're moving, we're accelerating, we're using joint angles, we're using muscles, albeit at a low level, but, you know, it's still something mm -hmm. to keep us moving. And we know as we get older, and when I say getting older, I'm talking about when we get to 25, 30, 35, 40, you know, plus, you know, those steps, that mileage is going to add up massively. And that's stage one. And then you can obviously move into hard, you know, yep. moderate aerobic work, like you said. Because um, I'm just going to adapt to this because you might have someone who's got a job and it's quite a lot on feed, like, you know, people in hospitality which then fair play, you've got your step camp probably done on one shift. But then if you just look at like an overview of a person who works in the office, they wake up, they drive to work, spend eight to 10 hours in an office, you know, longer shifts sometimes, and then come back home and probably obviously drive and don't even have a little walk. They probably do thousand steps. Oh yeah. Tops. yeah. And I think that's scary. Like, but you're you're putting yourself in such a hole there. So yeah. like doing two hit sessions a week is not going to do anything. Absolutely nothing. If yeah. your average day to day is so, so low. Oh yeah. So yeah, and probably like um like moving forward from the stage one, doing more like mm -hmm. intense stuff or moderate. Um like you as you said, like with the deadlift, there was a great example, I think like for people to understand simply like you stress your body because exercise is stress, right? So you stress your body, your body adapts, and then you need to stress it more mm -hmm. to progress. Same with the conditioning. So if you're going to start hitting your 10,000 step, if we say 10,000 as a like, yeah. minimum, it's also not going to then be any more stimulus to your body. Like it's just going to be a normal thing. So you're going to be again where you, where you were at. Um, so then if you don't want to work at, let's say, moderate, moderate state, um, it's good to kind of play with the efforts um, and how much time you're going to give to this. So again, like what people maybe think that is moderate, um, probably, you know, we know what moderate is, but when you tell someone that work at steady state, I think they don't actually know what, what that means. Yeah. Um, so maybe like an, an advice or guidance, like how to pick a moderate state is probably some like the generic guidance of like, you probably, are on the edge of holding a conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good good example. Um, like without like people don't necessarily want the science, they don't want their heart rate yeah. measured, like yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And that's that's a that's a good guide. Even at elite level sport, um, you know, that's that method's been used a lot where it's not functional to, you know, or uh, logistically possible to, you know, get 40 guys heart rated up. Yeah. It's like yeah. just steady job hold a conversation so, yeah yeah and obviously you probably know that it's it's something challenging so it takes your breath out um you feel like your heart's beating faster but you're still not putting yourself into that zone where you're getting dizzy because this is what happens to beginners they they do get dizzy a lot because of that rapid increase the the threshold um and that's why i think it's really good if you go gradually because it puts people off if you do one session where you really push hard it makes you feel sick and you don't want to feel like that again but this is an issue because you don't have to feel that way um if you do it smart so like you like you know like we also put ourselves in those situations when we 
train within that limit that like high intensity but we know where to kind of push and where not to or how hard we want mm -hmm. to work which is completely different with someone who doesn't really know so i think you sometimes need to get to that point to try it and you know that that was your limit sure. but then if you're keen you know you're not going to push yourself that much but as you work if if it's structured work you know you are getting better and better you know if you're using machines which i think is a great tool and you're looking at your output or you know how many calories you accumulated how far you you, you know the distance you rode or you know on a skier got on a bike these little things like can show you how you're progressing so if we do you know one kilo for time and you know that you know you did you did it for this time and then next time you know you did it better and you actually felt okay yeah you know you improve it and then you can start pushing a bit harder and harder and um, mixing up the sessions so steady state high intensity interval work and this all teaches you how to use the effort yeah um i think like interval work is a big topic like when people get it wrong uh, when they're trying to do as little rest as possible because they think they work harder, which then they essentially just work aerobically. Because if you then do a proper session where you would work 10 seconds on and mm. having 50 off, yeah, and you blast it out, and you you know you've done high intensity session if you were able to manage those rounds, let's say as an example. But if you're doing a 30 minute YouTube workout with someone and you're doing, I don't know what the, what the ratios could be. Yeah, like 21. Yeah. And it's, it's essentially just steady state. Aerobic. It's just steady state because you are. And you haven't got able the strength and power to produce that amount of force to work. For 30 minutes, at, at absolutely. Intensities, but what, so, yeah, I think, sorry, with, with aerobic work, you know, if we think, right, so we talked about steady state aerobic, then, you know, we've almost got like maximal aerobic work. Because mm. like aerobic work isn't just, you know, for the listeners, um, isn't just necessarily steady state. Like when we talk about aerobic, like, you know, this morning in our class this morning, we've done hard aerobic work, like maximal aerobic work. Um, and then like you say, like, you know, anaerobic stuff and interval and like, you know, a lactate, you know, and things like that. And lactate. Whilst we're, whilst we're kind of up at the um, moderate aerobic work, I'd like to just diverse into sport a little bit actually mm -hmm. whilst we're there so like just very quickly um so with like that moderate aerobic work so like as as uh, you just said Sonia like massive benefits for you know the everyday person and you know the next step up from just a basic step count or something like that we can you know work the heart and lungs harder you know we can you know build up you know very good aerobic endurance we can reduce you know heart rate beats per minute the quality you know the um you know the the quality in which you know the uh, the heart's pumping blood around the body etc etc but from a sporting point of view as well like it's going to help you massively so like strength is like your muscular kind of engine if you like but aerobic ability like is absolute key for your your fitness for lack of a better word so if we're talking about um if we're talking about field-based performance for mm -hmm. example if we're talking about field sports 99 percent of field sports are aerobic slash a lactate based so you'll be like if you take football rugby hockey as kind of examples um they're 
sports that are based around 80 or 90 minutes long and the movements within those sports change between high intensity sprints okay and then steady state aerobic so if you think of a footballer for example okay so if you you know if you if you picture a footballer now in your head like they're not running shuttles up and down for 90 minutes like it's not you know always maximal aerobic um there's quite although it does happen there's quite infrequent um examples of like lactate even so like you know for a footballer there you know there might there might be some periods of lactate if like if you're a fullback or a wingback and it's like you're up down up all in one Mm -hmm. short block that's that's quite rare um but it can happen so it's worth training you know two to five percent of your conditioning training might involve lactate um but most of it is like picture that footballer is walk jog 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 sprint jog walk you know it's actually very very aerobic so by working you know that what we'd call sort of blue blue zone green zone aerobic base which is like steady state aerobic is actually really really important along with the speed that you can maintain and hold through that 90 minute you can maintain your performance because without an aerobic base and i speak from experience because for a little while in my career i lost my aerobic base quite a bit and like there's no worse feeling than like Mm -hmm. you're absolutely blowing after doing like a high intensity burst and then your ability to replenish and recover and go again is very very limited and that's quite an uncomfortable place to be for a field athlete um so it's really important to have a good aerobic base for, for for field sports also for power sports like there is um you know there there, there is some importance as well like for you Definitely know for powerlifting or olympic lifting like these, yeah it's like it's important so okay it might not like me as a rugby player and you as a weightlifter let's say like i know you might not be a good example because obviously you're very fit aerobically for a weightlifter but like you know <laughs> it, um like it would be more important for me to spend a bigger chunk of my conditioning in yeah. that aerobic zone and obviously being a rugby player like be a lot of power and speed as well but i would need a good aerobic base a weightlifter or powerlifter would not need as good an aerobic base Definitely. but it's like not to be neglected um you know two basic reasons one is with a better aerobic base you're going to be able to handle a better volume of training um, and perform better in your sessions and the second one and recover better and the second one is in competition mode like you know especially weightlifting where you have to follow yourself Mm. on occasions and you might have two minutes between lifts heavy lifts you know the better the aerobic base then the better better chance Definitely you have much better coping with training like if you don't have good aerobic fitness and base the session is really hard it must be way harder must take you longer whereas like for me i know i can rest a little less yeah um like it just it's just different like you just recover better yeah um and not even just within your sets but like in terms of sessions day by day like that's let's say why i feel like i can sometimes train every day or you know like yeah. i don't need that um that much of a recovery obviously like depends on what you kind of follow it for um but 100 like even in power sports so it's not just for yeah. someone who actually does you know like field sport or something what takes obviously longer like still having a good fitness base is, is as beneficial for, for us as for anybody else. 
Um, yeah, like and I, I think a recovery is a, is a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I think with the aerobic, like you say, there's like the steady state side of it, and then there is like maximal aerobic speed training as well, and things like that. That might be a good podcast for us, you know, to do another time. Actually, it would be like tempo running versus mass running and things like mm-hmm. that. Now, with your slower kind of tempo stuff, like you're working more sort of you know low to moderate aerobic, um, which isn't as hard. Um, but again, like has a massive carryover to actual field performance and you know um, like Olympic lifting performance, for example, powerlifting as well. Um, and the advantage of that is that you recover really well um, before your next uh, before your next session. Um, you've also got maximal like aerobic speed training, like mass training, um, popularised a lot by uh, Dan Baker over in Australia. Like great method of training, great results but like quite taxing between mm-hmm. sessions. So that would also be something to think about for athletes. That was that really hard. I think yeah. there was a block of Metcon with it. Um, yeah, I did a mass one a while back and yeah, it's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there are things to think about anyway. I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll probably leave that for a separate podcast, yeah. like mass versus tempo stuff. That'd be quite a good one um, to do. So yeah. There we go. We've got, we we've, got the next pod, we've got the next podcast yeah. sorted. Um, but then, yeah, like I think just round up like high intensity stuff and, um, you know, anaerobic and stuff is like your, yeah, I think a lot of people, like especially beginners, like that, you know, they think they're doing a hit workout online, like a, you know, a Joe Wicks hit workout. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like Joe Wicks has done a lot of good for the industry, but like, a Joe Wicks hit workout is not high intensity training. It is not. Um, because you're not moving enough speed or power to, to to be high intensity. It's just not high intensity. And you're working for like 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, which is not high intensity. Um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, but he's making millions, so fair play. Um, so yeah, um, build out aerobic base. Throw in like your a lactate speed work, which we haven't really gone into too much today, but I think it's fairly obvious. Again, like, like the note is probably that like it's also built gradually, like everything else. Um, like if you're unfit, if you haven't trained before, or if you had a long, long break, you know, training as a kid, now you're 40 and you're trying to be back when you were, you know, you know 16, 18. It's gradual, like you're gonna build up the fitness that like as simple as it is again no shortcut to it um building a steady state aerobic fitness will help you with your height that's your foundation isn't it? that's, that's your, your foundation exactly yeah steady. cool fantastic um yeah before we finish i want to say a little shout out to our most loyal listener uh, mm-hmm. mr alan bush congratulations on the takeover at newcastle uh, united a uh, long time coming, great club, and you boys are coined now. They're going to be fucking taking over Europe. Um, so, yeah, congrats, Bussy. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, thanks guys. For listening. We will catch up with you uh, next time. Ciao.